time. Good evening and welcome to the Success in the City. My name is Helen Webster and I'm with the lovely Sandra Scott and our invisible guest is coming shortly. We're waiting for the fabulous John Gibbons from Anfield Rap and a good friend of ours and we're very excited he's coming on the show but he's just uh, looking after the baby and then he'll be on in a minute. And they always say never work with kids or animals, don't, don't they? And mm. I think um, his little boy, um, I think, is just having a bit of a meltdown, probably because he's coming on the show and he wants to join him or something like he's that. So John will appear in, in a bit. So we're going to carry on and we're just going to do our show. Um, and then when John comes on, which he is just logging himself into the room now, oh. we're going to come into the studio. Here Look he at is. him, he's got a microphone. Wow. He's we're so live good. on air, Mr. Gibbons. And now we've got royalty with us, we're not worthy. Oh, John, we can't hear you. Oh, you're that professional. We Connect. Can't. Look at you with your microphone, connect with your audio. <gasps> oh, look. He's used to top kit. I know. You're on StreamYard, he probably has a whole deck and everything. <laughs> <laughs> he asks people to do this for him now. Oh, he doesn't have to do this himself. Well, we'll carry on talking. No, John, we can't hear you yet. No. Pipe in. You know, on your little you... microphone thing. Um, we can't hear. Can you edit your mic settings? Something like that. Look at me trying to be all technical. I've no idea. He runs a podcast. <laughs> I know, but he has like boss kit and text and all those tech oh, people and all that sort of stuff. stuff here. Simple book. Okay. Anyway, let's carry on. Okay, we can't. Oh, he's gone. He's gone, and no, then he's going to come back yeah. in again. That's yeah. not what he thinks of us. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, celebrating the kids, son. What kids have done amazing things this week? Well, I have a young lady called Olivia who did very well today at half four, and I was absolutely made up with it because she's doing GCSE Spanish. She's in year ten. She had no confidence. And she's done brilliantly, so I was really pleased with that. You all right, John? Yes, apologies, Yay! apologies. Hey, give her a house. Give her the fancy microphone. Uh, yeah, just shows the, the value of a good uh, producer, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Normally, I've got people making me sound great, and uh, when it's left to myself, I'm not only late, but then silent, so apologies to everyone. <laughs> we were just saying, John, you know, you should never, they always say, don't they, never work with kids and animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but little... it's lovely to have you, and thank you so, so much for giving your time for us um, tonight. We are, like, a little bit excited because you're on a bit of royalty to us. <laughs> No, it's a real pleasure to be here. I love what you guys do together. And yeah, it's really nice to be asked. So so thanks very much. Well, it's people doing great stuff, isn't it, locally, which is what you're doing yeah. as well. So we're going to hear all about that, which I'm very excited about. So amazing shout out to Olivia, who's doing his Spanish. Yeah. John, have you got any young people you want to shout out to? Yeah, there's, there's a... Um... You know, one particular, I, we got asked to get involved uh, with an organisation um, called Thrive, um, who who help sort of uh, young people who are either sort of in school or just sort of leaving school in terms of, and in terms of, you know, getting them sort of, you know, more interested in work really and showing them the opportunities that are out there. And yeah. I did um, a, a talk for them um, and... One young lad, his name was Paul Connor, um, who's he's fourteen or fifteen, and and he was he was just dead, um, you know, forward, but in a good way. You know, he was asking me loads of questions and saying, basically, how do I get your job and 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 stuff like that. And then he said, well, I'm a writer, so we said, well, we'll write some stuff. And um, he's 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 done some stuff with us, and he's really good. So we started doing our our previews for the cup games this year, and so his first one we played Norwich last night, and he did the preview on there, and yeah, he's he's doing really well. He's listening to the feedback from our editor and stuff like that. But it's not bad, is it? I think I, was, I can't remember these fourteen or fifteen. So apologies, Paul, if he's listening. But but yeah, writing writing the previews on the Anfield app, it's okay. So so he's great, and and I just like the way he he saw an opportunity and. And, and went for it, you know, and, and, and threw himself in there and was brave and, and has done it and has done really well. So, so good on Paul. Well, well done, done, Paul. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? What do you do? Oh, I, I, you know, I work on a Saturday job. Oh, I just write things for the Anfield. <laughs> How boss is that? That's amazing. Yeah, it's all right, you know. And it is a bit of a little dream come true sort of thing, isn't it? And 
that's we talk about the power of being inspirational and you've gone in with your inspirational talk and they've seen you and they've thought well he's a local lad and, and he can do this so maybe I can and as you say you know very brave to ask and uh, well done Paul amazing um, and I'm going to give a shout out to Scarlett so I turned up for Wackerball and she come running over to me and she said Helen I need to tell you something and I said okay and she said I can now do a one-handed cartwheel so well done Scarlett for being able to do your one-handed cartwheel at yeah. the age of seven <laughs> I could never do a two-handed cartwheel. No, I couldn't. I've never been able to oh. do it. Oh, so Di Cannon's in Spain, and she's poor. I'm sitting in a Spanish thunderstorm listening to this, and oh, Di yeah. Cannon is one of my grown-up shout-outs. So I'm going to shout-out to you in a bit, Di, because she oh, just did an amazing thing this week, and I was like, that's, like, dead cool. Um, so oh. success of the week. What successful thing has happened to you this week, John? Um, could be anything. Um, little 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 win for you. In terms of for, for us, um, we we've been doing a project with with um, someone out in Australia, and it's been it's been quite difficult in terms of you know communicating, and obviously you know it's it's a video project as well, so you're trying to sort of talk together and communicate what you want, and obviously you know ideally you'd, you'd fly out there, but for a variety of reasons you can't do that. So it's battling the sort of time differences and. And working with someone who's very talented at what they do, but not necessarily experienced at, at sort of creating video about it, if that makes sense. Um, but she's, but we work with her, and our video guys have worked with her really closely. And she's just sent a load of stuff through the first stuff, like, is this all right? And it's absolutely brilliant what she's done. So it just feels like a huge source of success, really. And it's good, isn't it? Because I think. Um, you know, over the last 18 months, we've all learned sort of new ways of working and yeah, things yeah. like that and realised, you know, that the, the, the world could be, you know, a, a small place really, but then the world could be sort of a big place as, at the same time. And I think, you know, doing this project, you know, with her and, and, and seeing the stuff sort of come back and how good it is and how sort of keen she is. And I mean, she's based in Melbourne and, and they've just had a, you know earthquakes and everything yeah. and, and she's so and, and they've doing very extreme lockdowns so she can only travel for for five miles from her house but oh, right. she's she's done this like amazing um piece of work for us and we're so pleased i'm really excited uh for everyone to kind of see this this project and, and when it's all done I'll, I'll send it over and you'll see what i mean Brilliant. Brilliant. So when when is when's the project out? Are you allowed to say or is it? Oh, well, well, I'm not sure to be honest with you. There's three stages, and, and this is the first one. So um, so she's done a bit, so it's up to us now. <laughs> <laughs> the next bit's in Liverpool, so that's up to us now. So oh, but it, but it'll, be, but it'll be sometime this year. Amazing, amazing. Wow. San, what success have you had this week? Well, um, it's sort of not me personally, but I'm delighted because um, you know me, lad, graduated and finished his degree. And um, we never thought he was going to have a graduation. And you have to collect the degree in person. And he went to uni in Venice. So he was like, I'm not going back for it. But I was and I went, no, you need your degree and all the rest of it. Anyway, he's got a graduation ceremony now. So I'm really happy in October. Yeah. And I've got the flights today. And we're getting Yay. together. Real to bits. So I'm made up. And it's something we just, I didn't know if it, it was going to happen at all. So I'm thrilled. So that was really cool. Brilliant. So amazing. Um, and so my, my my success is that we were able last week to go and take Lou and I think we spoke about it on the Wednesday night but we did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with Lou our interactive playground and um, the young people who started to work with us um, came along and they spent the week with us as well and they were just boss they were just amazing weren't they and I was saying to them it feels like we've only known each other for sort or they, they've only known each other for sort of 10 days working with each other and it was like that they've worked with each other forever. And you just think, how cool is that, that these young people are all um, working together and stuff. So so it was fab. So a big shout out to them. And, and it was just a massive success that, that we were able wow. to get out and about and stuff. So. Yeah, I loved the Thursday there. It was really good. And you got to have a go on a unicycle. I did. I Although that is like, so unicycles for the, I thought, you know, when you freewheel on a bike, unicycles don't, the fixed wheel. So we had like two tables and then you got on it in between the two tables and then you had to sort of like try and balance. So I could balance, but I couldn't move forward and backwards. But I think if I had one, yeah, I think if I had one after, after a couple of weeks, I'd, I'd nail the unicycle. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So John Gibbo is with us. We're going to find out loads more about you. But first, John, we're going to play this or that. Okay. So I'm going to ask you and Sandra, Sandra's going to ask you and I. Okay. Are you going first, Sandra, or me? 
I'll go first today if you like. Go on then. Okay. Barcelona or Paris Saint-Germain as teams? Oh, Barcelona. Okay. 100% Barcelona for me as well. What about you, Sam? Paris Saint-Germain, because I adore Paris. <laughs> and, and I taught this kid who was obsessed with them, and he sort of got me into it, and he was a cracking kid, and he just loved them and everything. And they've just signed Lionel Messi as well, haven't they? So there we go. Yeah, what about you, Paris? You said Barcelona. Oh, Barca, yeah. Barca all the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, Klopp with his glasses or without his glasses, John Gibbon. I still can't get used to it. I'm with. I still, I still can't get used to it. Although I saw someone tweet before that he's we're unbeaten without the glasses, so so maybe there's something <laughs> in that. But I'm still, you know, I'm not, I'm not huge on change, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm still with. Yeah. What about with, you, son? With, with yeah. Make people look dead clever, yeah. With <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Cannon says with as well. I keep on looking at him and thinking you forgot something. He, he just doesn't look right, does he? You know, without it. But somebody was saying that it's because he smashes so many pairs of glasses because he gets so excited <laughs> and flings them. That's why yeah. he's had his eyes done. So uh, yeah, go on, San. Okay, Switzerland or Spain? Oh, I think. Gotta go for Sunny Spain, I think. Uh, sunny Spain. You see, I always think about football in, in any strain, so I was thinking, oh, Switzerland, that, that's Ball. Oh, nice. and we, and we lost nice. we lost in Ball in the final in the UEFA Cup. <laughs> where, whereas, whereas we won in Madrid, you see. So I just <laughs> immediately start thinking about that, which shows how my mind works. So Liverpool won in Madrid, lost in Ball, so I'm going for Spain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'd go for Spain because I can speak Spanish, I don't speak Swiss. I'd go for Spain, but it's the finest, finest line. Ooh, yeah. Okay, you're going. Okay. Um, to win the Champions League or the Premiership? Oh, that's so hard. Do you know what? I, know. I think because I was I, I was always the league, the league, the league because it's been so long. But I think now we've got one. I think the Champions League is is the pinnacle. I think so. I'm going to go now. I'm surprised at myself saying these words. To be I'm honest with you, Helen, but, there, John. but Champions League, just because that feeling when you win it is is like nothing else. So I'm going to go Champions League. Okay, yeah. mine's a not dissimilar question. Actually, the Euros. Hang on, or... son. You haven't answered the question yet. <laughs> <laughs> Champions League, hands down. Would you? And and I'm a bit like you, John. I think like you know. Um, the Premiership is amazing and, you know, it shows that you're really good. But I think the sort of theatre of the Champions League, isn't it, a little bit more, yeah. you know, with, like, the you know, the, the travelling and the countries and I think the atmosphere of, yeah. of the Champions League in Anfield is just, you know, so, uh, yeah, I'd go Champions League as well, I think. Now, now, now we've won. Go on, Sam. Straight <laughs> in there with me question, I beg your pardon. Um, so the Euros or the World Cup? Oh, the World Cup. I think the World Cup's just got that bit more glamour and it's got Brazil. Um, so I'm going to go for the World Cup. Okay. World Cup, hands down. When we used to play Sabutio, we never played the Euros. We we, we played, hmm. And we used to fight to be Brazil in, in the, playing Sabutio. Yeah, so million percent World Cup. And it's a better yeah. trophy. What about you, Sam? World Cup, because I think it's hilarious the way some players go and get mental haircuts specifically for the event. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my last one. Unicycle or stilts, John? Oh, I think... I think I'd be I'd have more success on stilts. I think, but I'd I'd, I'd, uh, I'd love to go. I'd love to be good at a unicycle. So I'm going to say unicycle for the one. If I could perfect, I'd be I'd be made up. Yeah. I need clarification. So stilts, <laughs> stilts, as you buy them, are like poles with things that stick out the side. When I was a kid, and not the, the plum pots that you stand on. Oh, the cans. That's what I was going to say. Which string they were ace? They're dead easy. Them like that. <laughs> yeah, you're not a puppet. You, I mean, the proper big, massive stilts that you get on and you see them walking with the big stilts. The proper big, massive one. No, the foot high ones. Stilts. Stilts. That's the way if I'm falling. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going unicycle all the way. So Rachel Walker, who knows John Gibbo as well, is listening in. And James is watching. So James is now three and a half. And he says, hi, oh, Auntie Helen. Love James. So blow kisses to James. Mwah. Okay, and to Hannah as well. Um, if she's awake, she might be asleep. Um, so yeah, 
Um, so now we've done, have we done this or that? Have we all, have you done your yeah, three songs? Right through, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're going to introduce the inspirational John Gibbo. But lots of people already know who John Gibbons is. But John Gibbo and I met a long, long time ago when he was working for somebody <laughs> else. Okay. And he was massive, massive Liverpool fan and, and you know, travelled with playing music and things like that. And uh, an amazing musician as well as, you know. And um, Alan Telfer, who's uh, another friend of ours, said... Yeah. Um, um, he said, if you, if you carry on working for... What did he say, John? What, what was his quote? <laughs> he, he said, follow your dreams or you'll spend your life working for someone else who has. It was That's something crazy. like that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, follow your dreams. Oh, yeah. Um, and I remember you, you're coming in and saying, That's it, I'm, I'm going. And, and I think your first place that you went to was New York and you, and you went playing in the band in New York. And it was like, What's he doing? Um, and it was just <laughs> crazy. And it was just like amazing that you just said, Right, I'm going to take that leap of faith. And uh, off you went. Um, and the Anfield rap sort of grew and, and, and we'll find out loads, loads more about it. Um, and it was just absolutely amazing. So we're going to hand it over to you, Mr. Gibbo, and you're going to tell us all about yourself and the Anfield rap. And also, I've got this in front of me <laughs> that way. And yeah. I remember John gave me this and it's signed. I've got it signed there. It's signed. And I remember walking past Waterstones and going... Oh my God! It's in the Waterstones window, and I was like dead excited for him. So, uh, so tell us all about your book and everything else, John. So over to you. Thank you. What an introduction. Yes. Yeah, so it it is funny you mentioned the music there, Helen, because I'd sort of well maybe forgotten a little bit than when I when I did sort of leave my job. And, and I, I do have to say as well, I really liked working with it. Did the work for a market research company and enjoyed it, and you enjoyed. Uh, the role, enjoyed the networking and stuff, how we know each other and, and was sort of, you know, perfectly happy. But I was doing all this other stuff as well. And so I was doing music stuff, both playing and promoting. And then there was the the football stuff, which was the Anfield rap, which was then primarily a podcast. And now it's a, a sort of YouTube channel, obviously a big social media sort of presence as well. And, and sort of lots of other new media sort of things. Um, and... Uh, it was that was going well. The music stuff was stuff was going well, and and you know my, my career was 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 going well as well. But you know you were doing sort of uh, you know big long hours, you know between sort of everything really. And I just thought, could I, you know, could I, could I basically if I had a proper go at the other stuff, could I sort of make a living off that really? And so, you know, I had a had a word with me. I don't can't remember whether she was a girlfriend or my wife at that point. It was no, around the time. She was only your girlfriend, going. John. She was <laughs> only your girlfriend, yeah. And she was so, waving yeah. away, wasn't she, on the she ship? She was. She was on cruise mm -hmm. ships, yeah. So I remember yeah. being on the ship and saying, like, I'm thinking of doing this. And I'd done some sums and said, well, if I earn enough money from this and I earn enough money from this, and there was three or four different things that maybe I'll, I'll I will be all right type thing. And, and and she said, yeah, go for it. You know, if it's what you want to do and. Um, you know, and, then, and stuff like that. And so so at that point, I wasn't necessarily expecting the Anfield rap to sort of explode how it was really. I just thought, well, if it can if it can do okay and the other stuff. And as you say, Helen, which I've forgotten, the first thing I actually did was, was, was went on tour with a band in America. We did loads of shows over there. And it was the kind of thing I would have had to turn down you know, with work because you only get so many holidays and stuff sort of quite rightly. And and I think this, this was the thing that, that, you know, another thing we're saying, well, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing where normally we're like, well, you can't just go off for a band for, for 10 days or whatever in America, that, uh, you know, if, you, if you've if got a job, but then I could. And then we went to, we went to, and then immediately came back and then went to South Africa. Um, to with because my wife had come off the ship, so she had a bit of a break. We had a friend in Cape Town who wants to sort of speak to me about about maybe sort of doing a business opportunity with him. So we went out there and I thought, oh, this is great, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, but obviously that can't. That can't sort of last forever, um, you know. It's sort of flying off all over the place. But, but the Anfield Rap we, we had been just a free podcast, um, and we had an idea around this point that maybe people would pay for more. So we would do it a free show on a Monday and a radio show on a Friday. We were actually on Radio City Talk yeah. uh, every Friday at tea time, and that was great. And then, but the idea was. Well, if we if we gave people something every day, would they pay for it? And then, sort of podcasts were quite new and quite sort of fresh, and and there wasn't really a model. And and now there's quite a few models where things like Patreon, you'll see quite a lot of podcasts saying, "Oh, you know, two three pounds a month or whatever on Patreon, and, and you can get more." But back in in two thousand and 
14, 15, it wasn't really sort of the case. So we, we were sort of jumping into the unknown a bit and being brave, but we just felt that we, we'd we been going sort of four years now. We've actually just celebrated 10 years at the Anfield Rap, but, ah. but um, yeah, yeah. So, so that was that was really nice. But but this was sort of four years in when it had just been sort of running along as, as a hobby effectively. And so we kind of felt, well, will, will people pay? for it um and, and we sort of felt the award and i would say we felt we built up enough loyalty over those four years to to to, to people to do so and then i'm um, sorry i feel myself getting darker here i'll turn the lights on we get a chance. Um, um, and then and then they did and that was that was sort of great and so they so they so they came they came on board uh sort of straight away and i i sort of remember that first night where we pressed sort of go and uh, I went, we went. We went to the pub, like basically, because there was nothing else we could do. And um, my friend had the sort of the orders, if you like, sort of coming through on the computer, and he was just seeing them come in and saying, "Oh, what in what in this country? What in this country?" And they were just sort of all flying in, and, and it was great. And then we just thought, "Yeah, we're onto something here." And so, so very quickly, I sort of went full time on that, really, and yeah. and everything, and all the other plans got pushed aside. And and then we realised, you know, we not just had enough work for us, but enough work for other people as well. So we started employing people, which is great. And now there's 13 of us full-time. Um, Which is amazing, just, isn't it? The growth took us off 13 yeah, staff within a short time, space of yeah. time. is amazing. Oh, you've got the light on because you are getting on, really on, dark And um, Diane yeah. Cannon says, a nep- my I nep- think he's nep- taking his earphones out now so he can't hear us. Yeah, my nephew, oh, this is pro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's way too professional, isn't he, for us? <laughs> um, yeah, Diane Cannon says, my nephew listens to the Anfield rap over in Maryland. Um, true red and never misses it. So, and um, I've got a friend in New Zealand who listens to it. So, um, it's it's just international, isn't it? Yeah, over ninety countries we've we've clocked in terms wow. of downloads, which is which is incredible. And 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 yeah, in terms of subscribers, I think it's around sort of sixty in terms of people who are sort of paying us every month. So yeah, it's incredible. And a lot of scousers have moved away, but like having that sort of yeah. feeling of home. But obviously, a lot of international fans as well that sort of Liverpool have got, and and we and we we sort of know that, and and we've been able to travel quite a lot, um, sort of alongside the club um i'm careful not the club it sounds like we're on the team playing we're not quite there yet but like (laughs) when liverpool do sorts of pre-season tours and things like that we always we always go over as well and and do sorts of live shows and events and 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 you see the passion that is there is there for the football club and the city as well it has to be said sort of all around the world and yeah it's it's really amazing it's it's incredible to sort of you know to witness these people who are thousands of miles away from you or, or, or your city, yeah. but have the same love for this team. It's incredible. Because you went over to sit. Was it Sydney that you went? I think one of your very early ones. You went over to Sydney, didn't you? And you were interviewing the team in Sydney, which was like, and we were all like, "Keep it not here. He's, he's in Sydney, like interviewing the team." It's like what? Yeah, well, that was when I was still full. I was still yeah. working full time with 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 yeah with with David Murray and, and still yeah. sort of there doing that. And th- so that was just having to take a holiday to go off. So we did yeah. some live shows. It was two th- summer of two thousand and thirteen. And we wow. went to we went to Sydney and Melbourne, and then um, in Melbourne we managed to get an interview with Brendan Rogers, who was Liverpool manager at the time, and that was the first um, active manager of Liverpool uh, that, we, that we sort of interviewed, and we'd had a word with the club and said we're here, any hopes? And then, and then they helped us out, and and the club have been brilliant with us sort of ever since then. Really, you know, that was 2013, and as I say, we went. We weren't professional then by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we were we were sort of trying, you know, our best to sort of build something up. And as I say, I was still sort of working full time. That was my summer holiday uh, that year over sort of Sydney Pretty and cool Melbourne. Pretty cool summer holiday to have, isn't it? You know, yeah. yeah well, yeah, really. we did a live show. We did a live show in Melbourne and we sold out 1,100 tickets because right at the time, the Liverpool themselves weren't doing big events around the games. They were just going out and playing the games and, and I think selling merch and then sort of going home. And then I think they clocked what we did and then <laughs> went well, right? So so ever since then, they've, 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 they've started you know, putting their own events on and they get you sort of oh, doing okay. webs and all that. Yeah, yeah. But that's fine. We get involved in the stuff they do now as well. So it's all good. Which yeah, yeah it, was, it was funny going off. Yeah, so we interviewed Brendan Rodgers and, and doing these live events in front of over thousand people and then and then on monday you're back at work in your suit and um and, uh, yeah doing, doing spreadsheets it's, it was it was a funny thing when it was both going on at the same time looking back now like yeah Hello. yeah and um what's the what's the best thing you've done so far i think 
with the Anfield rap. I think um, so. A couple of a couple of summers ago, we did the US tour with the club, and that was incredible because that was when we started doing events together. So, as I say, we started doing our events first, and then they sort of went, "Oh, right, okay." So they started doing it, and it was always competing and going on the same time, and it was a bit sort of frustrating, really. So, a couple of years ago, we just said, "Well, why don't we do stuff together and, and do stuff?" Um, really big and 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 that was great and and so that's what we did a couple of years ago so we did uh, new york chicago and um boston and there was a there was a 24 hours in boston where um we did a live event in the house of blues which was two thousand people and then and then got up the next day and interviewed jürgen klopp in his hotel in in uh, boston like a little bit hungover but obviously get and then and then went to the game that day in fenway park which is an iconic uh, yeah. stadium and and so that as it's as 24 hours go that was sort of you know pretty cool really to do a huge this huge event in in, in as i say in the house of blues and then and then to wake up the next day get jump in the shower quickly then go and interview jürgen was was uh was, was pretty cool sort of evening and morning i, I do have to say brilliant um, i think my just froze Oh, so John, when 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 you started, so you were writing the book, um, which was the thirteen fourteen season. What was the inspiration for writing the book? I think I don't know really. I think we just thought it'd be fun. I've never sort of seen myself particularly as a writer. So, um, so the Amphibia Raps always had the website so with written stuff, and then the podcast, and then and then we've got like video as well. Like, I I love the podcast. I love audio, and I love. You know that sort of way of sort of storytelling, but also sort of bouncing off each other. Really, you know, sitting down and writing has never sort of massively been my thing. But me and Neil, uh, who did it together, who, you know, who's the main host at the Anfield, we just, we, we just loved that season, that thirteen fourteen season. They didn't quite win it, unfortunately, but it was, yeah. it was, you know, they, 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 they were never meant to be anywhere near there. Do you know what I mean? It was never meant to be a year where Liverpool, you know, had any chance. I think they'd finished seventh or eighth the year before but they just went on this amazing run and and it was just sort of incredible really and and we were writing stuff as we were going and then we thought well maybe we could use that uh and then some sort of new stuff as well uh and sort of have a combination of, of what we've done at the time but what we've done sort of retrospectively and and i think it just we just thought it'd be nice and it'd be quite cool as you say and you know i mean i remember when it was in the water the window in waterstones let me tell you as well helen it was sort of quite a thrill really and so i think it was i think it was just sort of seeing what we could do and seeing you know what would be enjoyable um, and and yet a bit of like well wouldn't it be cool to have a book so let's do a book I'm sort of like that a bit really to be honest yeah, with yeah. you I don't I don't sort of you know necessarily look for or oh, maybe I'll do this book and it'll lead to this no. I just sort of say yes to things and I always sort of have really and so when when Neil said should we do a book I'm like yeah that'd be brilliant let's do a book uh, and so we did it and it was great and it was a really nice thing you know to have done and I'll always have it over there so when my little boy's a bit older um uh, you might think it's quite cool I don't know he probably won't because <laughs> no one no one thinks the dad's cool do they <laughs> I don't know I think I, I think I think you're, you're you're up there there I think you've got like a few brownie points there haven't you doing pretty cool Definitely. stuff isn't it yeah yeah oh. you go inside oh sorry Sam I thought you were ready to say something sorry well I, I am so, okay Sorry, I've always got questions, but I know you've we've got so much to ask you. But um, I thought another highlight might be when you went to Madrid and you were on the stage. Yeah, so that, that was a pretty cool 24 hours as well, I must say, <laughs> because you know, we talked before about, about the other stuff. But so we so a year earlier we'd got asked to do the get involved in the fan parking in Kiev and, and again credit goes to Liverpool Football Club because they've always sort of trusted us to when they've asked us to do stuff to sort of get on with it so whenever we've interviewed you know Jürgen or any of the players or whatever you know they never sort of ask what you're going to say or, or or sort of say you can't see this can't see that you know they sit you down and and there's always someone sat there in the background don't get me wrong you know but they, yeah. but they do trust you to sort of get on with it and and um, and because you know they they have sort of recognised what we do and and sort of trust us and that's built up over time like any like yeah. any relationship is really but but we've you know been fortunate with that and it was the same with the live events and 
doing more and more live events, you know, with Liverpool, you know, I think they thought, well, we've got these fan parks and, you know, we could, you know, do our own, you know, put it together ourselves, but what doesn't it make more sense to, to ask the people who were, who were doing stuff for fans all the time? So us, um, and then obviously the, the, the guys who do the boss nights and stuff like that, who've been putting on gigs for Liverpool fans for years, you know, asking them to do stuff. So, so we did Kiev and that was good, but then Madrid was just another level because, you know, it was bigger, um, we were there. We got there the night before that time instead of like about ten minutes before in Kiev, which I think it was, and sort of running on on stage. Um, and so how it sort of worked really was, you know, we played some music and did some talk about like how how Liverpool had sort of got there, so the, the journey to Madrid, if you like. And so it was me and Neil again, um, five years on from the from the book release, uh, but still still doing cool things together. So so me and Neil sort of did that really. But then we had the, you know quite a lot of the other Anfield rap gang sort of about and you know enjoying it and things like that. But it was but it was me and Neil. So so how it works is I'd sort of took care of the music. Um, so I was playing tunes that I knew that the people like and and tunes you know linked to some of the songs and stuff like that you know uh, and, and stuff and then neil sort of did sort of you know most of the talking on stage but but the coolest part about that um that's actually a hard thing maybe what was the, another cool thing that came out of it though was because i was doing the, the music and, and everyone sort of knew that they needed a dj for the party after the game um so they were like well john's got his decks with him he can do it and so they asked me to to, to dj at the at the party after the final um which was again incredible i only found out about a week or so before um and actually on the same day that they asked me to to do it uh, we interviewed Kenny Dagalish as well. So, you know, it's wow. amazing how these things kind of come together. I got asked to do it in a meeting and then I had to walk over back to, to our office to interview Kenny. But because um, we were doing loads of European Cup build up and Kenny's obviously scored a goal in the European Cup final. So yeah, we were sort of asking yeah. him all about that. So, so yeah, so so we did the fan park and then we went to the game and Liverpool won and then. But I had to say goodbye to everyone because they'd only they'd only give us one ticket. They wouldn't like I was like, Can I get all my mates in? And they were like, No, no, no. So so um so yeah, so the, the so the so I was I was I was playing all the tunes while the team were, were getting drunk and, and, and celebrating and the European Cup, uh which was which was again, yeah, a, a magnificent sort of twenty four hours really. I do feel like very fortunate to have had these opportunities, you know, because but you sometimes pinch yourself and think, Am I alive at this time? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, you do, because I've been really lucky, do you know what I mean? I've been fortunate. It's been, you know, partly sort of right place, part time, right time sort of stuff, partly, you know, because you give things a go, but you never sort of know how you're going to work out, really. Yeah. Obviously, I mentioned before with Liverpool and how sort of good they've been with us and, and, and things like that. And so so that helps, whereas other football clubs aren't as, you know, close with sort of fan yeah. media and things like that. So, but no, you do, you do pinch yourself. And I remember there was, there was a moment where I was, there was DJing at this party and I was on sort of a stage and, and Virgil was on the dance floor in front of me and he had like the European cup in one arm and a, and a bottle of champagne in the other. And he just sort of leant back onto the stage just to like sit down and take all in. So he's right in front of me. And I remember thinking then like, this is surreal. This is like, because I grew up on, on, um, I remember sitting on my own for hours watching Liverpool videos when I was a kid and my dad bought me them all. I was just watching and watching. I remember all the stories of the European Cup finals then. Yeah. And, and we, were, we weren't even in, in Europe then. Do you know what I mean? It was late 80s, early 90s. So they've been the band. But then even when the band finished, Liverpool weren't good enough to, to get in. And so, so these were like, you know... You know, Liverpool talking about Liverpool playing in, in Rome and all this, like it might as well have been yeah. on Mars. Do you know what I mean? It seems yeah. also so far away. And I remember, you know, hearing the fan stories of you know jumping on the trains and going down, and you know all this, and thinking, I wonder what that'd be like. And imagine if I'll ever have stories like that. And then now I've got these stories that are like, you know, un unbelievable, really. So I do, I do, I do pinch myself a lot, and I do, I do feel very fortunate. But I do think that's you know you've got all these cool amazing stories and things like that you know but you do work incredibly hard and you've worked really really hard before all of this you know you were saying like you know it was four years in the making and stuff like that and um you know you, you go out and about and and mick ellenson's listening and he says gibbo is the man my ben thinks gibbo is the best thing since sliced bread um he is though and that's um our football with ben um it's his dad and yeah. um and I was just going to bring, so Ben was our very first guest on this show, Football wow, yeah. with Ben. And um, 
you know, he's a massive Liverpool fan. And when he was starting off, um, we'd arranged to come down uh, and you'd kindly said that uh, we could come and see the Anfield wrap and have a little tour and stuff. And then obviously COVID hit and, and he couldn't. Um, and you were like super cool and you were dead kind. And you said, you know what, he can interview me um, online. Yeah. And, and and we went um, and it was really funny because we went down to, um, I picked him up and then um, we went to Costa which was underneath the studio before we come up and Nico was in uh, in Costa <laughs> and as we drove up in the car Ben went there's Nico and I was like no mate I said he played last night I said it won't be him and he goes it is it is and then we went into Costa and it was and he had his photograph taken with him oh, and then wow. we walked up the stairs put the computer on and then John's there and uh, he interviewed you John didn't he yeah 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 he was great he was a great he's a he's a boss kid i i still sort of watch his channel now i love all the wow. little you know the, the tours of the stadiums and all that they're really yeah, cool and then, right. and then the match stuff you know he's, he's gonna retire us all that's the problem do you know what i mean in a few years like when he's his channel will be bigger than mine so i won't be as kind to him then but um <laughs> but yeah now he's doing boss and and that's that's how we started you know what i mean it's like he's just having a bit of a passion and and having a bit of a go and i think it's important to remember you know how you start isn't it and and the people who've who've helped you out or done done a nice thing for you sort yeah. of along the way really so i'll always help anyone I, I can really because you know i was i was that person who was you know trying to explain to people what the anfield rap was you know at one yeah, point yeah, and, yeah. and say can i have an interview or, or we do this for us so so yeah no but he's, he's a good kid and and, and his, yeah his channel's doing really well and you know you Brilliant. said you're very fortunate which obviously you are but you created the opportunities yourself didn't you and you were saying like you simultaneously had your, your job and you were doing that all weekend and in work on Monday, doing spreadsheets in a suit, etc. And it's that it's that effort that people don't see. <clears throat> and anything that you've created, that one creates oneself, if you like, that you create yourself. It, it does take that effort, but a lot of people don't realise it, you know. But, you know, you have one go on the planet, that's it. And as you say, you've written your book and it's just great to take every opportunity you can, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I, I I'm very sort of yes to everything, and, and and sometimes you know have to be careful with balance and things like that. Especially now, I've got a little boy, and you know you want to sort of be at home and be a good dad and things like that. But generally speaking, you know I will, I'll, I'll never not do anything out of like fear or you know. But and I do get people say to you, oh, do you get nervous? I'm like, yeah, all the times. You know what I mean? But I, but I always want to do the thing more than the nerves, and so I'll, I'll always sort of throw myself into stuff really. So so any time I've ever sort of you know had a begin interview or or even you know the, the dj and or something like that there was part of me thinking oh maybe they should ask someone else you know what i mean someone better or whatever or someone who knows what they're doing a bit more or who's got better equipment but then i was like well why would they give the opportunity to someone else you know what i mean it's like and then and they get they, they get to come on success in the city podcast i was uh, gonna say were you nervous before you come on here today <laughs> well no because we're old friends aren't we, you know I mean? so i knew i knew you two would look after me so it's it sort yeah. of okay today but but i think so i do i do i get nervous about stuff and i get kind of you know you know do get worried but i always sort of want to do the thing more and and so that's yeah. that's the sort of how i've i've always been able to sort of you know have the sort of the experiences i have i think but also as you say sandra it's it's you know it's it's working hard it's putting it in it's making sure that you know whatever it is that you you decide to to do with with your life or or yeah. You know whatever it is that you, you 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 throw all yourself into it and people are always surprised you know how hard we do work you know you mentioned there you know when i had the sort of job and everything but still now you know where we you know whenever whenever anyone comes to see us you know comes to the office you know or or, or, or comes away with us it's funny when people because we'll go away if, if liverpool are playing away in europe or whatever we'll take three or four people and we'll go out and sometimes like one of my friends will say oh i'll tag along with you and then after a few hours they're like i can't believe how how much you're doing you know we're, we're arranging things we're recording things we're sorting things out where you know yeah. we're speaking to people you know when we get there we'll do this and stuff because we want to make the most of it because you know it's you know it's 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 quite a lot of money to, to send three or four people over to, to, yeah. to spain or whatever to madrid for the game and stuff so you want to make sure that you're getting the, the big value for it so so everyone's always really like sort of surprised i think i think they think you know or we're just you know on the beers and and press record every now and again and see what happens yeah. uh, but even even on the on the u.s tours and things like that you know we're out late at night you know at events and stuff and then you're up early the next day and you're going and, and it's and it's and it's full pack but but it is brilliant and it's great fun and you know, it, it does feel like work, you know, I don't believe these people who say, oh, you know, if you love it, it doesn't feel like work. It does, you know, I mean, it feels like work every day because it's, 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 it's hard, but it's, but it's still brilliant and, and I'm still very, very fortunate. 
Oh, we're getting so. Are you still doing um, music wise? Are you still doing anything musically, or do you just not have the time? Yeah, not as much, Helen. Unfortunately, it's it is a time thing, and I still. I still so I still manage a band called the Shipbuilders and they're doing well and so and so I try and help them out as much as as, as I can really. Um, playing wise, I don't do a lot. I tend to do a, a, a couple of things at Christmas, a couple of. Because tell everybody what you play, so for for the people who don't know, because I, I would say we... most people will sit there and so yeah, Sam, if you don't know what John plays, what musical instrument would would you think that he would play? Um, keyboards. That's interesting. I did used to play piano when I was younger, but 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 uh, but I wasn't very good. Um, so so stop now. We're trumpet player, so I play trumpet. So, no. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, trumpet's a nice instrument because you you, you get loads of there's, there's a lot of variety in terms of what you can do, and so you could do sort of jazz stuff or more like orchestra stuff or or bands. Like I'm always after like brass. So I did I did really well, really from from like rock bands basically who wanted brass sections and. And I'd had a play, but I'd also know other people who had to could sort of rope in really. So I do some stuff every Christmas with Ian Prouse, um, who who does Amsterdam and, mm -hmm. and every every year um we do a big gig at the Philharmonic. And so I'm still I still do that because it's playing in the Philharmonic halls, just yeah. an absolute joy. And so I think I'll do that till I'm eighty. Um or till Ian's eighty. Or till Ian's <laughs> eighty, whatever comes first. Um, and he'll probably go till he's ninety to be fair, but um but yeah, but still do that. But aside from that, I haven't got as much time to do it anymore. But but that's fine. I, I remember, you know, I remember when I was younger and sort of the experiences and stuff like that. And and that's fine with me. It's someone else's go uh, on all that. <laughs> where's the best place that you've played then? Where, or where's the most enjoyable place that you've played? In terms of played. So I remember doing a gig on my birthday in Brooklyn in, in New York. And that was really cool. Um, it was a venue. It was a venue called... Um, the knitting factory um and there was three or four acts on the bill um and it was like a sort of this british invasion kind of thing um the the sound city put on and, and we did a few shows and then there was a few bands who were going off to do sort of south by southwest at austin who did sort of this stop on the way and and, and yeah i remember that being a really really special day you know sort of waking up on my birthday in, in america and thinking i'm gonna go and do a gig tonight in, in brooklyn and so so that was like that was a really special one um but yeah sort of played played all over really been been been, been lucky um you know to, to be asked to do do some stuff we did did some really cool gigs in utah around the um in, in salt lake city around the 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 the, the the, the film festival Sundance Film Festival uh, we got asked to go and do some stuff over there so it was like an album launch and and, and the label you know wanted to sort of tie it in with with the Sundance Film Festival uh, because it was it was an American label so they were like we'll come over so so we did some really cool shows you know out there and and, and that was that was pretty boss as well because it's a beautiful part of the world um so so that was good so yeah I've been I've been fortunate yeah with with, with music as well really but you need to you so need to play you, all the would time. You, would you music. like to be? Yeah, yeah. You have to keep on breath. Would you, if if your dream could sort of allow it, would you rather be like sort of a professional music musician or Mr. Anfield rap? No, what I'm doing now, I think, yeah, what I'm this doing is what now, you want to do. yeah, yeah, is be, be, being a musician's funny because there's like there's loads of like sitting around. There's loads of like kind of. Um, I don't know. A lot of it's quite boring, to be honest with you. Like, so there's, so if you think about like going on tour, for example, so I can make it all sound like cool and stuff like you're in all these cities, but it's a lot of like sitting on tour buses. It's a lot of, yeah. um, you know, you'll sound check at five or six o'clock and then you won't be playing till nine or 10. And then you're like, oh, what yeah. can we do with then? So yeah, you end up, you know, getting on the beer or, or getting some food or something. And so like, yeah. And then, and then doing stuff in the studio, I always found like really, really dull, you know, playing the same thing over and over again until like this producer's got this magical take in his head where the first, when the first one was probably fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're just, they just, they just, they're, 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 they're just getting paid to sound clever. And so I think like, it's like being an actor, you know, when people say like people see a film or whatever and don't see the fact that they've probably done the same scene for like two days and stuff like music, music with bands and stuff's a little bit like that really. Whereas now I love podcasts because you press record. And then you talk, and, and then you, you press stop, and then it's out. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. you're on to the next thing, and that suits me more. I think I'm I'm quite a, you know, fast paced sort of person, really, and so that's what kind of suits yeah. me. So I, I always like to be doing, you know, new things and, and pushing myself. And so what I'm doing now suits me a little bit more, really. I mean, that half an hour when you are playing on stage is, is an unreal feeling. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the time is uh, is is you know, 
Well, moving, moving between hotels. <laughs> John, when Helen and I have our singing lessons <clears throat> and are finally able to belt out a tune, because neither mm -hmm. of us can sing a note, you'll be able to play the trumpet alongside us. <gasps> yeah, we could do, we could do, what did um, think you? They didn't do karaoke, they did um, with the live band. Rocky Oki it was, wasn't it? And they had like a proper band. And then you basically said, I want to sing this song. And you got up and sang, but it was like oh, yeah. a live band. Um, so like, it wasn't sort of, a, you know, karaoke with the words. It was like a proper band playing. So, yeah, so maybe we could we could get the band and then you and I can get home. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the place are just yeah, empty. Yeah, I'm harmonica. Yeah. So I want to learn the harmonica, John. That's, that's me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I can yeah. just fit it in my pocket, whip it out, do a bit of a tune. And put it it's back. a wonder. You know, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear it. So let me know how you go, Helen, and when, when you come back. You, John. I would. Uh, I'd love to love to hear this. I'll, I'll come and play for you, John. <laughs> so we've got um, Mick Ellison, who's Ben's dad, put a comment on Asni. He? he says, hey, "Thank you. He's gained so much confidence from you, Helen and Sandra. And feel rap lads are great. And I was watch and follow Gareth on Twitter. Boss lads, so grounded." Um, and can I just say, you've got the coolest office in the city as well. Um, and is that where Ben says hello, by the way? And did Ben get to see your office? Because it's just the best office. He's he's coming in October, um, isn't he, Helen? Uh, on, on his half yeah. term, he's coming in. Uh, yeah. I think I just texted before. Actually, just said I oh, will do the do the you Tuesday because yeah, yeah. give me a few dates. So so yeah, he, he's he's finally able to come in. So we'll, we'll give him a bit of a tour. Then and, and we'll, we'll, we'll I'll do I'll interview him this time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll you listen, Ben? Because I haven't told him yet. He doesn't know. Yeah. So, yeah, so, we'll, <laughs> so yeah, we're so going to reverse it. Yeah. So we'll reverse it. He's been doing a podcast um, with a gang of lads, um, which is um, respect. So it, it's about um, respecting the referees and things. And and he's been doing. He's been going to like little podcast um, lessons and a little um, group. And their podcasts are amazing. And it's from his very first um, podcast to now. He's just grown in confidence massively you know and you can tell the way he presents and and, his, uh, uh, and it's just great to watch you know him uh, and my uncle ron's listening and my uncle Ron, uh, he says it's a long way from the days of little stubbins tailing and paisley etc and uh, nine pence in the boys pen <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, so it is, is yeah yeah it is. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know what mal lee it's Malley. Maybe that's somebody that Anne's listening to us. But Anne says thank you. Anne's Ben's mum. Um, and she okay. says thank you. Yeah. Um, so we've learned loads about John, and we could probably talk to you forever, John, but we have to carry on with our show. Okay. So red face moment. What's happened that slightly embarrassing people can laugh along with, not at you? Um, has anything happened to you this week, San? Well, normally I have loads. And some of the things I don't see as embarrassing because they're just part of my daily life, let's face it. But other people do. And I did have a client come in. It's only a third lesson with me and spoke to her in completely the wrong language because I forgot what she was doing and thought she was doing Spanish when I was teaching her Italian, actually. And she looked at me really confused. And she's been, and I was like, she knows a bit already. She's coming like an advanced client. And then I looked at her face and I went, you're not doing Spanish, are you? You do Italian. <laughs> and I went, I'm so sorry. And then just carried on. That's normal, really, for me. What about you, Helen? Um, no, I think I've been all right this week. I've sort of... Um, I'm doing all right at the moment. I'm being quite... Oh, well, oh sorry. Mal Lee runs the Don't Cross the Line project, which Ben goes to, which is ah. his podcast thing. So it's Don't Cross uh, the Line project. Oh, um, podcasting as well. God, yes, uh, that's it, John. He's after your title. Um, so no, I think I'm all right. I don't think I, John, have you got... Has anything embarrassing happened while you've been interviewing anybody or anything like that? Well, like, yeah. But you are a true professional. There's, well, there's a, no, no. Well, there's, there's a funny thing from today, actually, in terms of just embarrassing stuff. I, we, I was, we, we were on a barge um, boat today, looking at maybe doing some filming on there, and I managed to bang my head uh, twice on the same thing uh, walking oh. out. So the first time I did it was like a little bit embarrassing, but everyone laughed and the guy went, oh, everyone does that, don't worry. And then I went out and then I came back in and then I went out again and banged my head on the same thing again. And I thought, once you can get away with it, but twice... <laughs> 
uh, you're an absolute uh, Wally, aren't you? Uh, no, absolutely. Um, in terms of interviewing people, I've never been. Um, I don't think I've ever sort of messed up too much in terms of interviewing people. Uh, I remember I, actually, I was I was interviewing uh, Wagner Clavin once, and it was to do these mix zones and and um, went on tours, and, and basically what that means is when the players come out the, the dressing room, they walk to the bus, and then there's. There's the walkway one side and then the media will stand the other and, and you can try and stop them. And if they want to stop for a chat, they do it. If they don't, they sort of go on. So it's up to you and how charming you are, uh, basically. And so I managed to get uh, Ragnar Klavan uh, to stop. He was a defender. We had these moved on now. And I was, but you don't know who's going to stop. So you can't sort of prepare your questions or anything. You've got to sort of think on the spot a little bit, really, because you don't know who you're going to get. And um, there's like 20 players or whatever, but Ragnar Klavan stopped. And so we didn't know what, I couldn't think what to ask him. So I said, oh, do you like your song? And I said, uh, and he said, I don't know it. Um, and then he said, can you sing it? And so I sang a song to him. Um, and then he just looked at me like afterwards for like what felt like about 15 seconds, but was probably only about three. And we were then like, very good. And just walked off. <laughs> But my mate, my mate was filming it and he was like, the video's so funny because the video, the camera's shaking because he's laughing so much. Because he can't believe it. Because the way he just looks at me like deadpan as I'm like, but uh, on this video, I get like really into it. I'm like singing it like this, you know what I mean? And, and stuff like that. So, so that, that was, that was, that was mildly embarrassing. Uh, That's cool. yeah, but, also, I love but, also, but also a funny story. Um, I also once, um, I was doing something on a uh, five live with um with kelly daglish and mm. i was talking about so i sit in um what used to be called the centenary stand but it's now called the sir kelly daglish stand so yeah. i was talking about going the game and i said oh yeah and i sit in the upper centenary stand and she just sort of looked at me and smiled and i was like sorry the the upper kelly daglish stand and it was like that and she obviously wasn't bothered but as a general rule i think if a if a, if a stand is named after someone and you're speaking to a family member of that person yeah. then you should you should probably call it by that name but she <laughs> yeah. just thought it was funny yeah, she'd be cool with that, wouldn't she? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're all we're all quite safe, and they're quite good stories. Um, so Skillshare, John, we, we, we do a Skillshare where we skate, uh, where we skate, we don't, we share a skill. Um, and, and some of them have been able to get red wine out of carpets and things like that. Um, is oh, there a Skillshare to do with um, podcasting, interviewing, or, or anything like that? I'm not sure, really. I think... Uh... <laughs> I, I was I did a lot of work on on sort of presentation skills when I was uh, when I was working and it's really sort of helped me and I always say as well I'm not just saying this because you know with you guys but BNI was fantastic for me in terms of uh, my development I was I was I was the baby uh, I was the youngest there uh, when I yeah. sort of started and and um, going along and, and meeting all these sorts of impressive people who had their own businesses and, and all this and. And, and it, you know, having to stand up and, and talk every week. And, and I think as well, speaking for 60 seconds uh, is is both daunting, but also a bit of a challenge because the more confident you get, actually, it gets a bit harder because you, you, you more and more you want to fit yeah. in. And, and so I think it helped me in terms of being concise. And I think it being in terms of, you know, I think being able to sell yourself, you know, within that short period of time is really good because that's all really getting in the real world, isn't it? If if you're in a bar and someone asks you what you're doing, then you start banging on for ages. They they go off and do something else, would they? So so I think I think I learned a lot from 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 and I in terms of you know how to how to present, how to sort of you know engage with people, how to speak to lots of different people as well. And I think that's yeah. a skill I've hopefully got as well. So so whenever I'm doing interviews now, I always feel like I can. I can get on a level, you know, with people. And that's not necessarily mean, like, because all our interviews aren't necessarily, you know, footballers or whatever. It can be just people who've got interesting stories to sell. And, and some yeah. of my favourite ones have been people who, who people don't sort of know at all, really. And so I think finding a way of, of finding common ground with someone quite quickly and making people feel... Um, that you sort of that you trust them and and, and and comfortable with you I think is is a really important skill for what I do and I think something that I learned you know in my professional life really that I was then able to to take into what I'm doing now amazing brilliant brilliant um, so shout out to the grown-ups any grown-ups who've done amazing things so San have you got any grown-ups that have done amazing things Yes, I'd like to shout out to all the A&E department in the Royal who have to work right through the night and they must be exhausted and making important decisions 
um, who came into their own this week with my lads. So I was very impressed with them all. So shout out to everyone at the Royal Liverpool Hospital in the A&E department. Brilliant. What about you? Me or John? Uh, you, Helen. Me first. Um, yeah. So grown-ups wise, this week, um, I want to shout out. So Ian last week, um, um, oh, yeah. he, so he works and he was he was off on, on, on the Wednesday and we'd taken Lou and we, we'd set it up in um, St. John Rigby. Um, he came along on his day off to help um, set it all up and build it with me um, and, and, and stuff like that, which is like a really kind thing to do. Um, and love the fact that he could come and do a dead cool thing um, on his day off, even though it was sort of like a little bit working, but it's like yeah. so far removed from his actual working week. Um, mm -hmm. So he absolutely loved it. Um, who else has done amazing things um, grown-ups wise this week? Um, I don't know. There's so much we've got all kinds going there on. Is, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got some visitors. Um, I've got the next two weeks guests of people who've both done sort of loads of cool stuff quite recently, and that for charity as well, which is cool. Um, yeah. and what about you, John? Have you got any shout outs to any grown ups? Do you know what? I just want to say a massive well done to whoever it was who, who put those fantastic gigs on at the pier head because, you know, at the moment, at the moment, doing live events is so difficult with, with the way the world is and things like that. And there's so much more uh, to think about. But I think there was four or five nights, you know, very different. Um, you know, um, now Rogers was on one night, wasn't he? Then there was... Um, yeah. um, Camel Fat, which a few of the sort of the, our younger team sort of went along to on the Friday, but we overlooked that, so we could see how much work had gone to uh, yeah. to building it and all that, and and it and it just looked brilliant as well. And you know, as as we're we're all proud scousers, aren't we? And when you see those pictures, you know, going all around the world of the pier head, and it looks beautiful, and yeah. there's these big gigs, and there's all these people just having an amazing time, and it looks really safe, and it looks oh. but incredible. I just think a it's a wonderful thing for all those people who got to go and, and have a dance and have yeah. a, and have a brilliant time and, and enjoy themselves but also you know when those pictures are then shared you know around the world on social media of of the city looking amazing I think it's yeah. a fantastic thing so and I don't know shared. so we put those people on. I feel terrible John because you just thanked all the people in the organ for all that organization and I neglected to thank because I went to a big event on Saturday night a big fundraising that was sort of the hotel change and they had to sort of do it in seven weeks. And I went to a gala dinner for the hour for others that bought the ticket two years ago and it got postponed. And we had, we had people coming in and dancing, the had performers and the effort that went on. And there were loads of volunteers doing fundraising and it was what they raised. I'm sure they raised about £29,000 on the wow. night. Phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal. And um, so I neglected to thank all of them, which was terrible, really. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> and I also have just remembered I wanted to give a shout out to Di Cannon, right? Because she's just amazing. She goes to Spain for the weekend, right? She goes off to Mallorca and then does the coolest thing ever. Just turns around and goes, I'm having a ball. I'm going to change my flight. <laughs> so she's like, I'm having a ball. And just changes her flight and stays for like a week. And I thought, how oh, so she's not going <laughs> And I thought, that is just boss. So well done to Dykan and you're my shelter. Brilliant. Brilliant. Boss like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So um, we've only got two minutes left. Okay. So a positive challenge. John, can you give a positive challenge to anybody? So we've had like smile at a stranger. Um, what else have we had? Um, bake a cake for a neighbour. Is there something that people can just do, like a little positive thing to to spread the love with everybody? <laughs> I don't know about spread the love, but I always think, you know, do something that scares you a little bit. So try and do something that scares you a little bit over the next week is a really sort of positive, challenging um, thing to do because when you've done it, it'll feel like a real sense of accomplishment, I feel. Um, so hopefully that's okay for you, Helen. I love that, right. yeah. yeah. A bit like you did, San, when you went on your kayaking, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. What do you always say to everybody? Your comfort zone, just your failure zone. Mm. And Marty sang when she went, Oh, I'm not going on that. He used it back on you, didn't he? He said, Hang on a minute. You always say you can't. And I was like, that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> such a brilliant thing. I'm quite phobic in water and I um, canoed all around the Albert Dark. And Alex Warner came with me, thank God. And you would have, and as you said, you would have, she hadn't, but it was good you didn't have to because you got to do 
or the paddle board in which you loved. I it did. Was I did. So it was an early, it was evening, it was warm, the sun was shining, and I went all around the Albert Dock in a canoe. And it was Martin's because I love it there. Martin said, when you're on the water, you see it differently, the aspect. Oh, it was the best thing ever. I it that's was. like achievement of this year for me. I was so happy doing it. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So I want to say a massive, massive thank you, John, for giving your time up. We know you're dead busy and, and you know, to, to give your time up to us is amazing. I want to say a massive, massive thank you to you, Sam, um, as always. And, John, do you have a mantra that you live by? We've got, like, 20-ish seconds to do the closing quote, um, something that you live your life by. Do you have something like that? No, just just say yes to things um enjoy yourself and yeah just try and remember as i say when you started and all the people that that helped you along the way and if you could do the same for other people isn't that a wonderful way to live your life amazing yeah. and, and we're going to close on that because that was just dead cool wasn't it so thank you everybody and we'll see you all next week thank you